As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everybody, to the 11th anniversary and the 300th episode of Somewhere in Vegas. I'm Mark with a Q. I'm your host. I'm very privileged to have lasted 300 episodes and more importantly, 11 years here on the network. Some very important news that just came down. Uh, this past week, uh, our, our network, Blog Talk Radio, that I've been with for the last 11 years, um, has been acquired by a uh, Vox Media, I believe, um, and they um, are going to be under the uh, Spreaker brand um, starting in January. So we'll be moving to basically a new company. Um, you know, all the old episodes are still archived. Um, so it's just a really interesting, interesting situation in terms of uh, the transition. But um, coming in January, we'll be actually on a different, uh, different platform. We'll be on Spreaker, um, which is great news because we'll be on iHeartRadio now as well, um, SoundCloud as well, and um, most of your podcast applic- and applications. And um, what's even more importantly is is the fact that we can bring back some new sh- some shows from Flutter Dog Productions, which is absolutely great. Um, the first one being Sin City Sessions, we'll be bringing back a mid bid next year. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar, we've had we had that show what four or five years ago, and I will be reinventing it once uh, we hit 2019. Um, and we'll have some really exciting shows talking a little bit more of the racier side of Las Vegas. So uh, look out for that in 2019. Um, the Wombat Sports Podcast will, will be uh, getting an update. Um, we've had that in a couple of years as well. Um, so now with, with the new uh, Spreaker, uh, um, the Spruce Spreaker app, uh, we'll be able to do uh, more shows on that as well. So we'll have an update for you on that and the new improved Wombat Sports Podcast, which will probably be under a different name, um, but we'll have that um, soon enough as well. And, um, yeah, it's going to be it's been great, a great 11 years as well. Um, I had to think of a really great guest to be on. Uh, to be a part of the uh, 11th anniversary show. And I thought no other person made sense more than um, a good friend of mine, uh, Adam Hunter. Very funny comedian, host of MMA Roasted. I love his podcast. I listen every single week. Um, the guy um, is also a really great comic. 
He's going to be here in Vegas uh, coming up um, both um, November 30th, I believe. He's going to be at the Dirty at 30. And he's also going to be um, there during uh, UFC Fight Weekend on UFC 232 on New Year's Eve. So you'll be able to see him over at the L.A. Comedy Club. Um, like I said, uh, MMA Roasted Podcast. Um, and if you guys are in L.A., The Dime. We talk a lot about The Dime um, and how he operates that as well. Really interesting interview with, with Adam. Um, talking all about that as well. So here's our interview with uh, Adam Hunter. Um, we're, talk, we're talking everything from fighting to uh, comedy to um, running a comedy show. Um, a little bit of everything. So here we go. Okay, okay, Adam. Um, uh, first of all, welcome back to the show. And uh, obviously a lot to discuss uh, coming up because you have a lot of stuff going on. First of all, congratulations on the marriage and congratulations on the baby girl. Oh, thank you very much. It's, it's amazing. Uh, super, super happy about both of it. Uh, do you have any kids? I don't. I am single. Uh, no, you, you gotta get a kid. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the best. You so, uh, your uh, comedy act at the beginning. You know, obviously, he's talking a little bit about being single and and dating and all that as well. But now that you're married and with a kid, obviously, a lot of lot more new material that's that's kind of grown up, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's actually it's just strange because like. Uh, just sometimes, like, uh, I have so much single material because I was single for so long. Um, and now just uh, just being, you know, I mean, I, I, like, welcome it. But sometimes it's, like, almost like my act is a little uneven because of just how single I really was, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's great. I, I, I wouldn't trade for the world. Just being around the baby is just, it's just amazing. It's just, I was there when the baby came out. Like, watching a baby come out of a vagina is, like, Watching an elephant leave a smart car, you know, you just you just can't believe that, that thing actually fit in there. Uh, but I started t- crying, you know, I was tears of joy, and also because I was worried that my wife's vagina wouldn't go back together, but it did. Uh, it's perfect, it's tight again, so uh, everything's great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you almost didn't make it. You were up in Toronto, um, you know, uh, doing the Montreal. comedy festival, Montreal, Montreal yeah. uh, doing the comedy festival and all that as well. I mean. Obviously, a lot, lot relieved that you were able to be back there when, when this happened. I mean, was it, was it roughly, you know, roughly the time that they were expecting it to come, expecting the baby to come? Oh, totally. I mean, I, I was trying to get the Montreal Comedy Festival for like twenty years, and finally, they're like, I finally got it, and uh, and then they, 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 they told me it was like on my wife's due date. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, um, but. She was late, and I, I like still went, but I kind of figured she wasn't. Nothing had like dropped yet, so she wasn't even like dilating yet. So I kind of, if she was, I obviously would have just not went to the Montreal Comedy Festival. Uh, but uh, so, so like, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, it was um, it was definitely a little <laughs> nerve wracking. But I had a great set in Montreal. I did the, the Kevin Hart um, showcase, and uh, it was awesome. Just just having like this little thing smile at me every every morning it's just it's, just, it's unbelievable and I, I can finally make her smile i can make her laugh and she's pretty advanced for age started grabbing things and you know she's petting the cat it's just it's just it's amazing yeah and then um you know considering considering we have all this new material you know uh um, being married and now having a kid i mean obviously this is going to help in terms of being a broader audience i mean I know that you're 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 focused on a lot of lot of more more the dirty comedy, some of the some of the roasted comedy, as it were, and the MMA scene especially because I mean the the, the fan base there is just absolutely in love with you. 
but um, you know, obviously, this is this is going to open open up possibly more opportunities for you. Yeah, one hundred percent. I've definitely noticed that. Like, I've noticed a lot of my newer stuff is you know not as edgy, and a lot of I haven't had as many walkouts as I used to. So that's always a good thing. Yeah. Well, um... What's kind of interesting is is the, uh, the you know you have run, you're running your own show down at the Dime. I've been there several different times uh, watching watching uh, watching some of the comics perform there as well. I mean, it's one of those things where um, you're really helping comedians get their reps in, and um, you know, but they have to work at it. I mean, it's it's nothing that you know it's not like an open mic. You really got to have um, something there in order to kind of get there. It's kind of almost like a transition from. From going from an open mic to um, the improv, tell me a little bit about you know kind of running the dime and how how that goes about. Well, yeah, my friend owns it. My friend Andy from uh, my acting class, and I needed like a space where I could like work out new material in LA and not have to like travel so far to work out new stuff because you don't want to do new stuff like the Laugh Factory or the Improv or you're the haha. I mean, you want to throw a new joke in here and there. Hold on a second. Also, hey, uh um, so yeah, so I, I, I was like, okay, this space only holds 30-something people, which is good, um, and I'm forced to come out with new material all the time, because it's kind of the same crowd, and it's great, it's a great, like, little spot where I could have, like, a place where I could work on new bits, not worry about having to crush every time, because you always want to kind of crush when you're in LA. Uh, sure. And then also, you know, make contacts, because sometimes, like, you know, so much of LA is, you know, who you know and you know who sees you. And this way, I'm like in charge of the. Uh, I'm in charge of that, you know. So it's just been great. I mean, since I've been grinded, I, you know, I met Jeremy Piven at the Dime, and we've been touring together, and I've been helping him out with comedy, and that's been a lot of fun. And then somebody told me that booked like a whole booked a gig in China, so I got to go to China and then Mongolia comedy there another guy like, books a gig in Hawaii got me that spot so it's been great as far as like helping out my friends and helping out new comics and also you know there's just so many comics in LA and there's so many there's aren't that there's some stages but it's so hard to get stage time so you know it's not a bringer show you don't have to bring five people to get up and it's not one of those it's just like a fun place and I give people shots but you're right it is a really really hard room the crowd's not just going to like laugh uh, because they expect to laugh. Most people that come to the that show actually aren't even there because of comedy. They don't even know even comedy. So if you can do well there, you can do well anywhere. Like normally like Monday and Tuesday is a tough show and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like it's awesome. So so that's that's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sort of really good spot for me and a really good uh, place to get better and develop and I feel like my comedy is has really grown a lot since running that show. I mean, it's a pain. That's the time. Sometimes it's like it's a humbling thing where, like, Saturday and Sunday, I'll be somewhere and there'll be 300 people in the crowd or 400 people, and I'll go out there and crush, and I feel like they're the greatest comic ever. And then Monday and Tuesday, there's six people or four people that I have to, like, get off the street. And you're like, why am I doing this? But then, you know, the outcome is the outcome, which is I'm getting better as a comic and I'm getting better on my own time. And also, it forces me to, to, to like, grow. And it forced me to do a show in front of 400 people as if sometimes there was four people and vice versa so and also you never know who's in the crowd at Dime Bar I mean it's one of those things since starting the room you know this little this little room 
holds 25 people. I've, I've had Chappelle come down and do a set. And I've had Marlon Wayans come down and do a set. Guy Tory has done a set. Uh, you know, some, some pretty big comics have, have and also I booked, you know, Tyron Woodley did a set. Tom Galicchio, Leslie Smith, and Eve Edwards did a set there. I mean, it's, so it's, it's kind of cool that I get to put on whoever I want. And also, it's just a, it's a fun room. And then my buddies from New York that I started with come down and we do some, you know, I get to see them every, every month and Tuesday and they go on too. So it's been a really, really cool experience. And even the guy that, um, uh, you know, uh, my buddy uh, who, uh, who works at like PBS put me on a PBS show. And I have a friend who works at ESPN that put me on a, on a couple of those on those ESPN shows. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a great experience. Yeah, I mean, it's been great too. I mean, um, you recently just did did a um, did some did some stuff um, some uh, commentary for uh, PFL on Facebook, yeah. um, which was absolutely great. It's obviously a great opportunity for you as well. I mean, you know, um, just to have those contacts in MMA. I mean, it's been interesting because we're seeing you know obviously um, you know you've gotten a lot of lot of um, a lot of um, jobs from this from the situation where you know you work with PFL, you work for the World MMA Awards. Um, and then now we're seeing some crossover with some of these some of these uh, fighters that want to be comedians. We've seen, uh, you know, like you said, Leslie Smith, who's, you know, doing her thing, which I think, you know, obviously has a lot of great stories in terms of, of some terms of, in terms of her, and obviously the champion Tywin Woodley, all that as well. So, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. Over the past couple of years, we've just seen that that kind of crossover, um, and how how um, you know, obviously comedy and and fighting does have a lot in common in terms of. Um, trying to put on a show and trying to, to win over an audience and all that as well. I mean, how's it how's it been for you to kind of see that that growth over the past you know past several years? I think it's great. You know, I think that um, I think as far as like fighters doing comedy, you know, there is a lot of crossover. I mean, you're you're on your own. You're out there. You're your own advocate. You're your own worst enemy. Um, I think that like uh, there's a lot. I mean, you get, you get out what you put in. And I think it's a lot, and you're also the center of attention. I think it's great, but I think also, like comedy, like fighting is just really, really hard ways to make a living. You know, I mean, it's it's really, really difficult. Um, it's, it's like the one percent um, makes money. You know, and I think that people realize that quickly in both professions, and then you have to really, um, you know, to like continue because if you want to just do fighting as a hobby I think it's really hard and I think the same goes for uh, the same thing goes for comedy um, where comedy as a hobby sucks but if you really want to be good at it you have to commit everything to it and I think fighting is the same way yeah and then there's always the grind too I mean um, there are some fighters out there that you know aren't aren't the, the point where they're going to be at a, a really meteoric rise where they can just go up and, and be the, you know, the best in the world I mean Conor McGregor, obviously, for example, that he, he was you know so fast on that as well. But you, you see some of those fighters out there that are absolutely entertaining, that they're grinders, they're always willing to. Um, I guess Cowboy Cerrone would probably be the best example of that, where they just you know they love they love it so much that you know although they they've never really gotten that 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 world title shot that they've always wanted or you know all that as well. There's always a respect for for them for grinding it out as well. And, and you, we see that yeah. obviously in comedy and guys like you where, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you know, you don't have a big HBO special yet, but I think there's appreciation from the fans that, you know, you're, you're, you're still out there grinding. 
totally, 100%. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and speaking of grinding, um, another thing that you're doing, and, and you did it you did it today, um, is, um, you know, coach, uh, coach kids in wrestling as well. I mean, how's that been for you to, to, to be able to, to, to teach the next generation of wrestlers and just have the opportunity to teach these kids, um, you know, these kids, these kids some really, uh, really good skills out there on the mat? Oh, I love it. I mean, I've done it for like 13 years now. I was doing the, um, the program in Brentwood at Polar Charter School, and then the kids wanted to wrestle in high school, so I helped get the high school program going as well and it's it's amazing I just wrestling saved my life it kind of gave me purpose it, it taught me to be a better person through talent and it taught me how to depend on myself and, and you know I've loved helping other kids achieve it and nothing better than having a kid you know who um, comes in or just maybe isn't the most athletic kid or maybe the most confident and then through wrestling he just becomes a, a better person and a stronger person and a a great person, and I, I love doing it, and it's, it's hard, it's a drive, I gotta drive, you know, like, you know, 45 minutes, sometimes two, and an hour home, takes out the middle of the day, twice a week, and a party sometimes, I'm just like, what am I doing, but, but then it just, it keeps me young, um, I get a lot out of it, out of it, just spiritually wise, and just feeling like I'm making a difference, and then, um, and I love it, I just love the sport, and I've always, you know, had a connection with the sport, and, uh, I love wrestling, keep going to wrestling camps, and just, 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 you know, I was never good at other sports. I wasn't going to really, you know, soccer or baseball or basketball. But wrestling was just one of those things. I, I just fell in love with, like, WWE wrestling as a kid. And then I started wrestling in high school. And I actually started wrestling in sixth grade. And in high school, I won the, the New England prep school championships, like, four years in a row. And it was the first thing I never really felt good about myself doing. Like, I was in a really dark place when I was younger. And then I found that sport. And I guess it's a, like, a boarding school for kids that needed also an alternative like kids that had issues and it was a way for me to get out what I was dealing with in a, in a way that I couldn't find any other kind of outlet and uh, and I just fell in love with it so I just you know I love coaching I love uh, the kid I got a really great bunch of kids this year and a couple of the kids that I've coached and went on to the states and you know done well and, and uh, I just I just love it yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right in the, about to to edit. I'm, I'm in the middle of editing editing the rest of my wrestling documentary right now. Um, and just to hear the stories of um, Jess Philippis, who you know very very well, you've had on your show. Um, you know, talked a little bit about her experiences and why what how wrestling kind of saved her as well, and Sarah McMahon as well. You know, another person you know very very well. Um, several of the girls on, on on the documentary talk about the idea that um, that that wrestling had actually helped them in terms of. Um, you know, getting on the right path, getting on the straight path. I don't think a lot of people hear that story that often. Um, where you know, you see, you hear the guys. Uh, you know, it does straighten out the guys a lot. But you know, just to hear the story about the the girls and you know what they've gotten to it is just an absolutely amazing, amazing thing to see. I mean, um, do you have no, any girls? Great. I mean, I've been, I've been doing kids today. Like I, have, I got thirty kids on my team, and you know, sometimes I get frustrated or whatever. I'm hard on them, you know, and I'm like, listen, you know. You know, the kids in your school are getting fat, they're watching Fortnite, they're playing Fortnite, playing video games. You guys are here, you know, getting better, becoming stronger, becoming, you know, your mind growing as people. Like, you've already won. Like, in my mind, like, you're all amazing. We just got to get, you know, we got to, you know, brush up some technique or we have to work on this and that. But the fact that kids are just doing it on their own is like, I give them a lot of credit. You know, especially now, there's so many distractions, there's so many other things. A lot of times, you know, when you have an issue with a kid, it's really the parent 
parents big issue not to not really the kid. So there's a lot of stuff. It's hard being a kid right now with all this stuff going on. And, you know, the fact that, like, these kids take time out of their day to, to get better. Now that, you know, I started coaching on the weekends out of my house. I, like, build a wrestling room out of my garage. And uh, I got, you know, 10 kids come and they, and they work on the weekends. And there's other wrestling that goes on in, the, in this town now. And, like, it's becoming big. It really wasn't that big in Southern California. I think it was big in certain schools, but like in LA, like the wrestling scene really wasn't that big, and uh, it's growing. And I think um, I think MMA has really helped out a lot. You know, a lot of these kids they, they look at the UFC and they see you know, Khabib, or they see the Frankie Edgar's or the Daniel Cormier's or the John Jones and the you know the, the guys like that who were, who were wrestlers and Ben Askren and yada yada, and they they look to that. It definitely helps grow the sport on a uh, on a high school level. Yeah, you know, and, and um, you know, I mean, yeah, just just see the growth in terms of the women's side of things and the girls' side of things. It's just absolutely amazing. Obviously, um, when I get a, a good enough cut done, um, I'm, if it gets to the festival, I'm going to do a press tour. Obviously, you'll be getting a. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to get a link to you. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah, no, we have a girl on the team this year. Uh, we had a girl last year. We used to get one or two. Well, I, like, I wish we got more. But uh, they're always the easiest to coach. I mean, the girls are just like... It's funny. Like, in, like, in general, for me, like the, the girls are usually... They never mess around. They always come early. They want to learn the moves. They never have to, like... You know, not pulling those pants down. Whatever the guy's doing, horseplay, is never the girls. Ever. I've never had a chance for... I, I don't think I've ever yelled at a girl, like, hey, knock it off, you know? The only thing that sometimes is hard to coach the girls is they get, like, frustrated with themselves. You know, they get, like, uh, they're, very, they're too hard on themselves, and they have to build their confidence up, um, which sometimes is the opposite of the guys. <laughs> it's like, tell them, like, you're not as good as you think you are, but not in a way, not that directly, but they're like, hey, you know, there's some good out there. So that's the, that's the only time that, like, as a, you know, being stereotyping, I'm generalizing here, but... It seems like with girls, it's hard to get, get their confidence up. And uh, that's, that's sometimes a challenge, but I've never had a girl not make the whole season. Yeah, you know, I mean, just talking to Jess, it just been it was it was it was interesting. And um, like I said, you'll you'll be able to see see what she has to say about it. But um, yeah, she, she's you know she obviously coaches her own her own set of set of kids as well. And it's yeah, it's been interesting to to, to be able to hear what she has to say as well about in terms of coaching as well. I mean, how's it for the kids to, to see some of these fighters come in and help you out uh, coaching once in a while? It's funny because the alums have no idea how great, how lucky they are. But uh, but they love it. I mean, the kids, I, luckily, like, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's charter school or whatever it is, but, like, uh, I don't know. The last couple, I think maybe it's me coaching also. Like, you learn. You know, in the beginning, I would get frustrated or I would maybe yell too much or I would, you know, like, just maybe I could have been better at communicating. But now it's like you just kind of figure out, okay, you guys want to mess around? No problem. Why don't you All right, well, let's do 200 balls. You know, like you just kind of figure out what to do to get them to pay attention. You know, and luckily I have a really good, nice few kids this year. So, uh, and last year and the year before. And the parents are more involved too, which is, which is nice. You know, it's hard sometimes when you have a kid with potential, but their parents don't take them to practice or they don't take them to the extra, they don't take them to wrestling camps. Or they don't. Where this year I have, uh, in the last couple of years, I've had better parents as far as they're more, they're more active in the kids' in the kids lives. Because that's, that's a huge part of it. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about all this other stuff that's going on. I mean, um, obviously, if you guys are in the LA area, go to the Dime Bar um, and and to be able to watch uh, some really great comedians down there as well. Um, and you're you're going to be up here um, for um, for the UFC during the New Year's Eve over at the Stratosphere um, over at um, um, of the LA Comedy Club. Um, which is, you know, um, you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great scene and, and you've got, you have a great relationship with the LA comedy club as well. I mean, it seems like yeah. that seems to be your home, home, uh, away from home as it were. So, I mean, how's it, how, how's it for you, especially considering like, obviously you have a lot of fighters in the crowd when it comes to the LA comedy club as well. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's really, really nice. And like, you know, I'm usually there on fight week and on new year. It's those usually the big events and, um, it's good. It's it's a lot of fun. I love when the fighters come out. I love when the Vegas crowd comes out. You know, um, I got a lot of new stuff about getting married, being a parent. So I'm excited to you know tell those jokes. Uh, it's it's I think it's a perfect size room. It only holds like 150, I think, or 130. So it's not like it's you know I got to pack 500 people there. And it's just I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love Vegas. Um, I think that my style of comedy is very like. Um, short form comedy I, I'm, I, I'm a joke teller you know and I also have a kind of a Don Rickles like my two favorite comics were like Rickles and um, Dangerfield and I try to you know emulate that style a little bit of just like jokes and crowd work and I think that that worked really well for Vegas because attention spans are, are light <laughs> and uh, there's so much going on and people don't get offended as much in Vegas maybe because prostitution is legal and weed's legal and, you know and this is seems like a more of a liberal place which is funny because it's actually a, a, a red state but um yeah so I, I love vegas and i love the crowds and uh can't wait to go back you know i'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna be there also at the, um 30 and 30 november 30th i'll be there too and then this and then this friday if you're in the vegas area i'll be in mesquite nevada uh at the casa i think at the casablanca because you know yeah, and then um, yeah, and then um, I believe is is your audio is your audio um, audio album out now? Yes, it's called Adam Hunter Still Broke. Okay, so make sure you guys check that out as well. Um, trying to think of anything else that we need to. Do. Oh, and we obviously plug MMA Roasted guys. Listen to the podcast if you're a huge MMA fan. Please, uh, please listen to it if you're not already. Um, absolutely hilarious. Um, oh, thank it's you. great. It's great to be able to see your, your rotating cast of characters. Um, <laughs> exactly. Thanks. We haven't we haven't heard from Uncle Hanach in a while though. It's kind of yeah. Funny. He has his own podcast, but we're, we're we're still good friends. He's he's great. I love Hanach. He's uh he's awesome. He's uh he's he's probably the like I tell him he's the most talented person I've ever met in my life. So uh, he's definitely the best. He, he's the best. Yeah, um, and you know, just just final question. I mean, is there anybody that you haven't had on the podcast yet? They have that that you want to get on. Uh, I would love to get John Jones and McGregor, but Jones blocked me, so I don't know. That's the only one that, uh, but that I haven't I haven't got um, or McGregor, but th- those two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of times, I, I like getting like, um, it, you know, it doesn't always necessarily be like the bigger name. Like we have, I have like, I think tomorrow I have Bob, I have Bob Sapp coming on, Bubba Jenkins in, in the studio, and we have Kay Hansen, who's like on a three fight winning streak, who's fighting for Invicta, and she's like 19 years old, and she's a Republican, Trump supporter, you know, likes to shoot guns, but like someone like that, I like talking to, you know, yeah, like, uh, like those are the, sometimes people like, I like people when I like to get them early, and then. They always, and then they stick with you, like a guy like Anthony Smith. You know, I had him 
back when he was in the VFC, uh, Victory Fighting Championship, and, you know, had him on back then, and now when he's, you know, might be fighting Don Jones next, he still comes on the show, you know? So, I like to get people when no one else is having them, uh, because I find that, number one, they give me a better interview, because uh, it's more honest and raw, and they're usually not media trained, and also because I like talking to people that, that, um, I like finding out about them, you know? I, I like talking to people like that. Those are the like, people that I find interesting. I find people that are interesting, too, like, you know, huge names, obviously. I'd you know, love to get a McGregor as well, but I don't know. There's something about guys like, um, you know, uh, for example, let's say, you know, David Michaud, you know, who just wanted his fight in Combate, and, you know, a guy like that, you know, like what keeps him going, or Tom, or like uh, Mitch Clark, or Tom Galicia, or guys like that. Or, you know, I, I, some of the journeymen, some of the... Some of the guys who were maybe on the B side of their career, maybe some of the guys just retired, or maybe the guys are coming up. And I just like the, to me, I'm sure you know as well. The worst is when you interview somebody who's done 15 interviews that week, and they're just giving you like the same thing they gave to everybody else. Because you're just like, okay, you know, this person. And I, not that I blame them, but it's just it's just you're not really getting an authentic answer. Versus you know somebody who. I mean, like, you know, Kay Hansen tweeted out recently, like, how come no one interviews the Invicta girls? You know, how come no one, yeah, I never got Helwani or ESPN. Or and, like, I'm like, yeah, she's got a fucking point. And uh, so I'll have her on the show. So, you know, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, you know, you know, Kay has a point. I mean, an, interest, an interesting side note is the fact that Kay actually actually called out her opponent, Aaron Blanchfield, and... Uh, Blanchfield had already gotten a fight, had a fight, but then her opponent dropped out, and Kay came, came in, and I talked to Shannon about it, and Shannon was like, yeah, yeah, you know, she was, you know, Kay, Kay called her shot, you know, she said that she'd be more than happy to, to, to step in, so, yeah, that was really interesting as well. Um, I would recommend, um, I don't know if you would have this plan, but um, get Jen Yu Frey back, Frey back, in, back on the... Oh, I on love the, her, yeah, she, she, she's awesome. You, you heard about her, her next fight, right? Yeah, she's like the same girl she she fought recently, right? Yeah, and you you heard what happened after, right? No, what happened after? Um, Jen, um, her Jen and her husband had had said something about her not um, not showering that week that she smelled really really bad. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of heat between those two. Um, yeah. Also, uh, also by the way, um, yeah. PFL. If you know people that are want to be in the 55 pound division, uh, they told me to. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to send them some people. I think, I, think, I think Leslie wants to uh, compete in it. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. You know, I, 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 I told him, you know, on Twitter, like, you know, you know, give me a call. I mean, obviously, you know, if, if they, you know, they, they can give me, uh, they can email me or whatever. I mean, I, I have a list. I mean, I keep really good records in terms of that. So. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I think Judo, Judo Kayla would be the favorite. But if I'm someone like, like Leslie Smith and I walk around at like 150, you know, I could probably go, well, Judo Kayla's obviously an amazing two-time gold medalist, but she's only had three fights. You know, I could probably go, I could maybe win that million dollars. You know, there's yeah. there's got to be a lot of girls out there. I, uh, mean, I mean, Cyborg would be crazy. I'm, I'm pressing, I'm pressing for, I'm pressing for King Reyna to be a part of the tournament. Um, I mean, although she lost to Caitlin and she lost to, um, she lost to Cindy, but, you know, she's, she, um, I think she would do very well in the tournament. Um, yes, she's not. Try to yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, you know, um, you know, I mean, it's a situation where you know she loves to stay active. 
And, um, you know, it's, it's not like she has an exclusive contract with Verizon. She's fighting with, for uh, Deep Fuels, I think, next month. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, she'll fight for Verizon and all that as well. So she has a pretty free contract. So I would, I would you know, really encourage, encourage them to, to try to get her, especially considering how entertaining she is. Um, yeah, no, that's so, I mean, yeah, and I'm, I'm excited for it. I think, I, think, I think the PFL, and I'm not to say that because I work for them now, but they're, they're doing it right. I mean, the fact that they're doing a tournament – where you win, you know, you win two in a night, you you win the next one, you go with a million dollars. I mean that, and if you, that's amazing, and it's not about how many Twitter followers you have, or it doesn't matter if you're from Dagestan and you know you have 300 followers on Instagram, you win the fight, you're getting that million. And I, and I think that a lot of fighters are going to look over there and they're going to see Lance Palmer fighting Steven Seiler for a million dollars. And they're going to look over, and they're going to see Vinny Magalish fighting Sean O'Connell for a million dollars. And they're going to go, wait, well, okay, I'm in the UFC, or I'm in Bellator, and I'm getting $12,000, and I'm fighting better guys, like, higher-ranked guys in this? Not better guys, but, like, let's say higher-ranked. I think they're going to go, wait a minute, maybe I should enter this. I think the tournament's going to get, I think the PFL might be on par to be, like, the number one. They're going to give people a run for their money, because it's, it's really... Your organization is as good as the fighters in it. And I think people, that, that million dollars is going to be very tempting for a lot of fighters. Yeah, and, you know, and the 55 tournament, I mean, you know, you don't necessarily have to have the most, um, you know, most experienced in that just because, you know, Kayla's only, you know, had only a few fights um, in the PFL. And and she hasn't been punched yet. I mean, yeah. I, I like, I look, I'm a Kayla fan. I, I'm a huge fan of hers. But she's never taken a punch. So, I mean, she could have a great chin. Uh, but we don't know that, you know. I mean, a lot of people, you know, look amazing till they they get punched. So I think a lot of other girls are going to be enticed to go. Wait a minute, let me let me see if I could, you know, if I if I can win this. And, I, and the thing about Kayla is that she's such a good competitor. She's she's welcoming it. She's like, bring it on, you know. And uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could I could see it filling up pretty relatively fast if um, you know I'll, I'll try to reach out a little bit more to PFL because I, I can I can definitely give them a list of names to actually look at to possibly yeah. possibly do it because there's a lot of girls that are that are right around that sum. There's some girls that are at one fifty five, there's some girls that are at one forty five I'm pretty sure wouldn't would, would love to go up, you know, for yeah. the chance for for, for, for um for a million dollars. So um yeah, we'll definitely I'll have to definitely hook up with them at some point and just talk about it. But yeah, I mean, it, it's great to be able to see that as well. I mean, it's it's just absolutely outstanding. And like I said, I, I you know I always love it. They have the Evicta girls on there, especially considering these next two cards are going to be very very solid. Oh, no, um, I'm a fan. I, I love uh, I love all fighting, and I, those girls are they're always like I've never I've never had a one problem with any of those girls. They're all just pretty pretty chill, and I just uh, I'm, I root for all of them. They're all funny and good people. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a fan of the Evicta. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's great to be able to do that as well. Um, and think here. Is there any anything else that we need to promote? Anything else coming up for you, Adam? We're good. Okay, thanks a lot, Adam, for, for, for taking some time out. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you so much. You guys can check out Adam Hunter on Twitter and Facebook at MMA Roasted. Also, Adam Comedian on Twitter as well. You guys can check him out um, and see what his dates if you're not in the L.A. area or if you're not in the uh, – if you're not in the Las Vegas area during his dates, so definitely check him out as well. Absolutely hilarious guy. Um, good friend of mine for the past couple of years. 
great to be able to, to have him on the show for my 11th anniversary and our 300th show. Like I said, we are going to be uh, back next week. We are at a later time. We're going to be uh, at 3 p.m. Pacific instead of uh, a regular two just because of things behind the scenes and being able to record the podcast. Like I said, things are just going so, so crazy now with, with the with the Transocean to Spreaker that things are going to change up in the next, next couple of months. Uh, we do have a guest somewhat lined up for next week, so just remember 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Pacific on Monday next week, and we'll be back to a live format as well. We just This week we had a couple of uh, technical things that we had to do it a little bit later on, so... That's great to be able to be able to do that as well. Exciting news. Like I said, I'll be available on iHeartRadio and a bunch of different other applications so you guys can be able to hear me. So if you have a mobile device like a Siri or a Alexa or a Google, you guys can uh, just say, uh, listen to Somewhere in Vegas, and you'll be able to be able to do so. So just make sure you guys check that out as well. Like I said, all the archives are going to be, be uh, already transferred over to Spreaker right now. So we have no worries about any of the old episodes not being there as well. Like I said, since these sessions will be returning next year, we'll be actually um, looking toward to actually having a physical studio next year and to be able to have the ability to, to have live guests. So like I said, it's something to look forward to in 2019 once, once we get the podcast rolling. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at SWIV, at SWIV, and somewhere in Vegas on Facebook. Uh, like I said, we'll have an announcement about who's going to be on next week, hopefully the next couple of days. Just waiting for the uh, email to get back and see if we got the exact time that they want. It may, may be a little bit later and all that, but expect 3 p.m. Pacific on Monday for the live show. We'll have it uploaded if it's uh, later or whatever, so make sure you guys check that out as well. For that in mind, thanks again. Thanks, everybody, for, for sticking around for these 11 years. We are heading into our 12th, and, you know, it's been absolutely great to be a part of Blog Talk Radio, and I know, um, you know, all good things must come to an end in terms of uh, uh, this company, and um, it's been great working with them. They've always been really nice to me ever since I started. This network started 12 years ago. I started roughly about a year after they started, and it's been absolutely great and wonderful, so it's kind of sad to see them get taken over by a new company, but um, we will uh, we'll continue. We'll go on. This new company has already given me some really great stuff to work with and uh, will be uh, great coming into season 12, um, season 12, I guess. You can call it our year 12. And you guys, uh, like I said, check out the archives too and see all the people that we've had over the last 11 years. And we look forward to, you know, continuing this new relationship. And we'll get more into that in the coming weeks. Um, like I said, we will be officially on Spreaker coming up in January, but for the next two months, we are still on Blog Talk Radio, so make sure you guys check out um, blogtalkradio.com slash somewhere in Vegas, and we may have a new uh, website once uh, we hit January, so definitely check that out as well. With that in mind, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys next week, Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, here on Blog Talk Radio. Talk to you then. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.